Zubida's world. It's like somebody's world. I just haven't figured out who yet. Or met them. So that um, little musical montage is a way of cluing you into what we're going to be talking about. It's what has um, been relevant to my life since, I'm going to say, okay, today is Saturday um, before Memorial Day in the United States. And so between, this is between two, last Tuesday, Saturday, so Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That is a hint for the next, or the past, or past and current today, five days of what Zubida has been up to in what is now episode 39 of my entire podcast portfolio, and I believe to be episode three if we buy into the season seven, which I've been throwing around season seven, it's growing on me, so I don't fucking care what it is. It is season seven, episode 39, and hey baby, or baby, or you're my baby, that's how this episode starts. Ta-da! It's pretty fucking brilliant genius, right? I mean, you're going to like this episode. So exactly why in the hell are we listening to the Beeb again? Well, I'll tell you why. It's because uh, there was thrown out earlier this week um, an unanticipated endearment in the form of baby um, from somebody with whom I'm a dude and pal kind of gal, guy and gal. Um, I mean, that's just what we do, man. Hey, dude. Thanks, pal. Um, yeah, so it was a little bit surprising to me and... Uh, I, I it, it weirded me out a little bit, but at the same time, I actually kind of dug it. But then Regan or somebody advised me to ignore it and pretend like it's dude. So that's what I'm going to do. But I'm sharing it with you because it's one of the things that happened this week. I mean, it's kind of one of the bigger things that happened this week, weirdly, strangely. Now, full disclosure, my friend Bev suggested that like I should just, you know, do what I normally do, which is, you know, just charge on in headlong and be like, Hey man, that baby thing, that was new. Like, talk to me about it. And I think that's a fucking terrible idea. And she was like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And 
because, I mean, like, what a stupider thing to bring up, right? I mean, like, Bev's not stupid, but it just feels like like a stupid conversation to have. Um, like, it feels like I'm, it, it's just, I'm making way too much of this. I don't know why this is getting to me, what it is. Um, I don't know. Probably because I like it and that bugs me. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know where you're at on this or not, but, I mean, I don't know, yeah. Like, it's Zubida that can go into a tizzy over, like, a baby comment. But there you are. I am still, days later, tizzy, trying to ignore it. Lava come down soft and hot. Now, the volcano clip that you've been hearing, which is a Jimmy Buffett song, that is completely and totally relevant because Jimmy Buffett came to Indianapolis the Thursday before Carburation Day on Memorial Day weekend, 2018. And I have not missed a Buffett show in over 20 years that came to Indianapolis. We keep talking about pulling the trigger and seeing him in Key West or Anguilla or somewhere, which you totally need to do because that would be the perfect setting. But Volcano is actually one of my favorite um, of his songs. There's so many that I adore, but Volcano is always right there in the top three, regardless of how I'm like changing up my rankings or doing whatever. And the Buffett shows are so much fun. Our routine for years has been, I live very near the outdoor venue where he does his shows here in Indianapolis. And so what happens is that people come over here um, midday, 12, 1, 2, and we have some delightful cocktails and we grill out and we generally yuck it up and get ready. And then sometime around 3, 3.30 when the parking lot opens, we migrate the 10 minutes, we load up the car, we take a tent so that we've got some shade and it was super fucking hot so that was good. And I need to like improve the tent because always the way the sun is shining, like there's only a teeny tiny portion that we seem to have shade. There's always a dearth of shade. So I need to like pull the trigger and get one of those cool tents that has like the side shield things or I need to make my own, except I don't make fucking anything. I'm not going to make my own. So I need to go buy something that's more appropriate for like shielding you from the sun just in the directly above. And then we take our shit out there, except that this year we forgot the table. So that was like uber awkward. And we really want to kind of take it to the next level. Honestly, if we were really cool, like one of these years, like we'd have our own fucking RV and it would be massive and then we'd have a full setup and honestly a bartender and somebody to grill and set up because really we just want to show up and have the parking lot party but somebody else have all the work of the setup and the pull down and we just want to party but we had a grand time and you know we're all in our fun wear and we got you know different necklaces and lays and shit on and we got parrot decorations and tropical decorations at our site and all that good shit that goes with it and everyone else around us has tents so we're in the VIP parking lot and yeah and everyone's just happy-go-lucky I mean honestly I get it every you know I've got a friend who gets so agitated when he people even mention Jimmy Buffett concerts because he is like hates people's obsessions with it because he feels like that they say things that are true about every concert, which is like, no, you don't get it. Like everyone sings along and like they all dress up like that never happens anywhere else. But honestly, there is something a little bit teeny weeny special about Buffett shows. Otherwise, like why would we still be doing this decades later, man? Why would he still be doing it decades later? It's a state of mind, you know, whatever you want it to be. And I just love the friendliness that is involved in it. And actually it was pretty awesome. So I took my recorder there and while I can't take it into the concert, 
I could get it into the parking lot, which meant that I could totally interview some people at Buffett. And it's a good time fun. I mean, I feel like you wanted to feel like you two were kind of at the Buffett show or at the party. And maybe this clip helps you do that. I don't know. It's pretty good times. But take a listen and, uh, you know, it'll be like you were with us on Friday or on Thursday when we were partying in the parking lot before the show. So now you can tell me everything about you. You came here two hours from Fort Wayne. So well, I came here two four hours from Fort Wayne. They came two and a half from South Bend, Bend. Notre Dame area. So we went to high school together. So we meet up here. Oh, hey, look, Derek, you're gonna get laid. I always get laid. Yes, all day. any Buffett concert we can. Oh, no, nice. Is, we can, we've been cool. talking, well, been talking, and we need to pull the trigger, because we've been going for, you know, 50, well, I've been going for more than 20 years. We've been going together for more than 50, at least 15. Right here. 30? 30 years nice. right here. Yeah. Uh, so we've, been, we've been talking about pulling the trigger on going and seeing him in, like, Key West. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, so now I just great. need your email, so you can buy us. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about how we're meeting, well, well, hopefully meeting up in Florida in a few weeks. So. Zubitisworld at iCloud.com. Well, <laughs> no apostrophe. No, 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 no space. space. Okay. No space. <laughs> rum, rum, and more rum, and you want me to remember that. Right. I, I, even I really make it, okay, it's a tricky name to begin with. Now, apostrophe sometimes, no apostrophe sometimes. See, you know what comes with being a, kind of a big deal? I'm super high maintenance. <laughs> I mean. As we all are. You should know that. Well, I'm super high maintenance. You're accusing me of being high maintenance. I don't know where that is. She is. Yeah, whatever. She is. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Honestly, we recognize it. Her nickname is Princess, and hers is Beverly, short for Beverly Hills. Nice. You think these bitches don't know high maintenance? They sniffed you out a mile away. They told me our kind is coming. And we bring Rum Pineapple. And we brought Rum Pineapple. She was right. Which proves we just come with like basic shots or anything like that. We came with rum pineapple. Well, you run out of rum pineapple, we have rum fruit salad. I well, like it. Well, technically coconut rum oh, fruit well, salad. Well, I love see, that. even higher maintenance than me. I didn't know that was possible. You've been here for 30 years. I've been coming since I was 17. She is so wow. much aware. Wow. So, yeah, so now I'm ancient, although I'm pretty sure the math makes it 38. I'm just... We're going to be joined <laughs> later by a girlfriend who hasn't been to a show in 20 years. What? And now, wait a minute, you're going to like this. Why is she coming tonight? Aside from hanging with us, because she loves us. Is she goes, 
Yeah, I think I'd like to go again to make sure I still hate it as much as I think I do. Oh, oh. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's exactly what you no. said. No. Okay. I was just like, oh. well, when Debbie Downer gets here, yeah. <laughs> let's get her drunk. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> she'll get herself drunk. All right. And you know what, my friends? She did get herself drunk. And I loved it, man, because she's like the awesomest drunk person in the world. And when she's really drunk, she tells me she loves me over and over again, like every other minute, which I love. She tells me a lot when she's not drunk. So let's not mistake the fact of like what's drunken behavior or not. That's all-time behavior. And think honestly, I like it that people can fucking express themselves to their friends and shit. And I'm going to tell you guys a secret, something that I told her on the night at Buffett on the Lawn, except she may have been too drunk to remember um, so maybe, you know, she's going to hear this again and it'll feel like the first time, but it'll really be the second time. But I don't think the second time will be any less special than the first time. But I'm going to tell you that, you know, once in a blue moon, you know, not often, but occasionally I feel fucking really bad about myself. I mean, I think that happens to the best of us and, you know, you just really question yourself and your life and where you're at and everything about it. And you just go down some kind of terrible spiral and like everything seems completely just fucking like... You know, you feel worthless and and terrible and everything else. And honestly, before I can get too far down any kind of spiral ever, like, I immediately, like, stop short because I fucking all of a sudden remember that, like, I am so wildly, like, loved and adored by an amazing friend, an amazing woman, an amazing, just genuine human being. And honestly, there's... Like, it's not like she's, like, a freak or crazy or whatever. Like, that love is genuine, and she obviously sees something in me, and I just stop short. Like, how can I be in this some kind of, like, weird pity, shame, hate myself spiral? Because there's obviously something there worthwhile, because, like, I am so immensely loved by this person. And I feel that all the time, and it, it just, it does. It stops me short out of wherever dark path that I might have temporarily strayed into, and, I mean, what a gift, man, that kind of love. Like, I hope all of you have that kind of love. Like, and if you feel that love for somebody else, I really hope that you express that love to those people, whoever they may be, you know, whether it is a family member or a friend or a significant other. Like, I don't think we tell our friends often enough. I think we think that love is somehow implied. And, like, my group has really become my circle of friends. Like, we've really expanded. We've become, you know, some, at least some of them, like, the I love you kind of people. And, honestly, here's a bright example of like where that really comes in at like I genuinely know that I'm like not alone no matter where my life goes like I have the amazing love and support of just fucking awesome people and you know imagine that like imagine if you like look at yourself and realize like what kind of love you feel for somebody else and you were to express that to them like what a gift that is frankly and honestly like I think sometimes that people don't I don't know why they don't express love. I don't know if they feel like somehow it has to be like reciprocal in the same exact way or that it somehow makes them less of a part. Like I don't understand or they're self-conscious or they feel like whatever and they're too mushy or I don't know what it is. But, you know, frankly, love is amazing on its own. And the situation in which it's offered, like it's never, I mean, honestly, it doesn't have to be reciprocated in kind. I think sometimes we feel like, what if they don't feel exactly the same way back? Although I don't know why that would be because it's a gift, man. I mean, just, and that's something that, like, if the person, unless they're just like a fucking dick or crazy or something, like something 
that's something that they're going to cherish and they're going to hold and it's going to mean so much to them. Like, you should really tell people more often that you love them. Like, I like to tell people that I love them. And um, it's the God's truth, man. I mean, it's just the way it is. So, you know, all we need is love and shit like that. John Lennon, you know, he, you know, he saw it, man. We should kind of buy into that shit and everything. But yeah, that was just a snippet of what happened to Buffett. I mean, these rando people walking by and then while we're talking to rando people, like more rando people come up and give us lays and yada yada and blah, blah, blah. And it was honestly a really good time. I mean, it's one Buffett, Jimmy Buffett's show is always one of my favorite fucking times of the year. And that guy is rocking it, man. Like, I think he's in his early 70s now. And like, I, I got to tell you, that man dies and I'm going into like a fucking month of mourning. Like, I don't even know what to do with that like that's just tragedy right there I, I can't even think about it so we're going to move on and instead let's you know I don't know is it do we have to have a musical break I always have a musical break but then we could launch right into like the race talk and everything like that but you know I'll just give you a minute to meditate on love and we will put in a musical break because that's what we do at Zubitus World man it's all about consistency As I was inserting this musical bridge, a spider ran out from under the couch and then under a chair. And I've moved the chair, but the spider wasn't under there, so I don't know where the spider went. And this is a problem. It's a dilemma. It's a thing. It could, I mean, so if you're wondering why I'm off kilter, like the rest of this fucking podcast, I mean, there's like a level, like we're at like DEFCON 1 here um, in Zubin's World. Fucking the spider is somewhere, man. of those cars those are indie light series cars very similar to the cars that are used that are run during the indianapolis 500 except they're a little bit smaller and their engines aren't as big um people can move up from kind of graduate from indie light into actually the uh you know full-time like uh you know you know, the, the primary drivers that you would see at the Indianapolis 500. But I was in attendance at Carburation Day, which is currently the Friday before the race on Sunday of Memorial Day weekend. And it's actually now Sunday and the race is going on. And we'll talk about the race in a minute. But I want to talk to you about Carb Day. Um, good time, fun. From a personal standpoint, I have a tradition um, that goes back at least 15 years with a good friend who was my boss for a good portion of those 15 years as it currently. But we meet at 7.30 in the morning and 7.45 at the latest on the north side of Indianapolis in a parking lot near the pyramids off of Michigan Road. We jump in one car and we go down and we always take Georgetown Road on in. That's kind of our preferred way, not 465. We get there early. There's typically a vendor suite. Um, we're kind of all in the environmental industry and a, one or more vendors will host a suite on Carburation Day. We like to be the first arrivals because that's just who we are and crack a beer or in my case, uh, cranberry juice and vodka. And at approximately 8.30 in the morning. Good socializing. It's, um, you know, get to see the cars, go into the garages sometimes, see the drivers and the cars there. Um, there's all kinds of stuff. But let's talk about what Carb Day is officially 
officially Carb Day, um, which it's been shortened to and called since 2000, previously known as Carburation Day, it is the final practice session before the race. Now, it's interesting, the name originally came from the fact, and I'm quoting right here from Wikipedia, uh, that it was the final session where teams could tune their carburetors in conditions similar to those that might be encountered on race day. Interesting sidebar, um, no car has qualified for the Indy 500 um, using a, with a carburetor in their car since 1963. So the name has really held, but honestly, no carburetors, man. 73, 83, 93, 2003, 2013, it's 2018. We're talking, it's been, it's been fucking 55 years since a carburetor has been in a car that has ran in the Indian, has run rather in the Indianapolis 500, yet it's still Carb Day. Um, there's also a pit stop competition that it occurs on this day, and that started in 1977. The Indy Lights Freedom 100 moved to Carb Day in 2005. That's always a fun race to watch, and this year was uh, no exception. Actually, in the clip that you heard at the kind of intro, in intro musical montage of this podcast, you heard... One of my good friends who's a race fanatic and been going for decades and decades, um, in addition to the person whom I normally go to the race with, with whom, um, we're watching and it's coming down to the wire and there was a lot of back and forth, a lot of passing going on, everything else. And you saw a nice little clip of us kind of going, oh, one car and over, you know, overtaking another one. It's a nice race, you know, so it's, it's a nice way to do it after that. I don't typically stay for the concert. The bands are okay, but nothing I would stay for, um, but, and typically it's a long, hot day, but great day. You can bring in a cooler, um, booze, as long as it's not in glass, food, which is unusual. You know, you're not held hostage by the venue to buy their $18 beer or their, you know, $21 burger and fries or whatever it is you want to get at the track. I mean, you can take your stuff in there. There's a limit on your cooler size. Even on race day itself, you can take stuff in there. Um, it's just great. I mean, you know, everyone, Indianapolis in May is a special, special time, and Carb, Carb Day is a part, part of that. Um, so I think it's only fair to let you experience a little bit of Carburation Day, uh, Carb Day, with me and my buds. Um, yeah, listen in and check this out. even though it seems like obnoxiously loud because I wanted you to get the experience like you were at the track and shit. Oh, I'm sorry. So let's go back to the track. I know what you're thinking. Uh, more car zooming, not a lot of content, but come on, man, give it a minute. Wait for it. Good content coming.
Aren't you glad you stuck around? Um, you now know that it was, I'm talking about, like I made one comment about how hot it is or going to be on Memorial Day, or not Memorial Day, but race day, which is actually today, so weird. And uh, yeah, there are four guys that were kind of jockeying for position for first. I mean, you're more fulfilled as a person, right, for sticking it out through all those sound clips. Yeah, I knew it. Thanks. You're welcome. What's this uh, sound clip or soundtrack musical pit from? From the it, it's from ER. Why? Yeah, because I kind of did like a mini binge watching event yesterday. So I mean, you wanted to know what I was doing in Zubita's world. I mean, that's part of it. I'm not going to be ashamed of my ER binge watching. In a perfect world, if this podcast were brought to you by somebody other than just me, Zubida, um, this episode would be brought to you by uh, the dude who called me baby and uh, Mr. Jimmy Buffett himself, because, you know, we'd be besties and shit. Um, somebody to do with something at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and George Clooney, because he's super duper hot. Um, love you.